Welcome to episode 13 of Across the Middle podcast. And boy, do we have a special one for you. Joining us for the first time as a duo, you might have heard them both in the community mock draft we had two episodes ago. A dose, Maddie P and Jesse. We starting it. with you, Matt. Welcome. We made it. Thanks for having me, Hoob. This is, uh, I have been genuinely looking forward to this for multiple weeks now. So this Thanks, is, uh, the anticipation was, it's, it's been ramping up. We're ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Jesse as well. Welcome. Thanks, Hoob. It's good to see you again. Uh, the good part about Dose is you always get the two of us. Dos yep. Bromanos. We're coming Everybody in. Everybody gets enough. For the, people who don't, for the people who don't know, why where did the nickname come from, out of curiosity? Mm. It's a hybrid of, uh, yeah. it's, so it's from Arrested Development, obviously. Yeah. Everybody knows that, Duh. hopefully. Uh, if you don't, watch it. And it's, <laughs> uh, so what I can't remember, Justin, help me fill in the gap here, is is that actually what Job calls Michael, or did we add the dose to Bromanos, and that's no, how it was So born? So if you remember, if you recall when, uh when job is dating marta um <laughs> michael starts to chat with with marta that's right. and yeah. uh he finds Hermano. out he hears her say that she's in love with hermano and yep. he <laughs> is trying to figure out who's this hermano guy <laughs> he can't figure out that hermano means brother in spanish <laughs> so when we teamed up we just became the dos bromanos and uh yeah. Two of us were the bros, were the bromanos. That's In a it. way, it was chosen for us, and now you're all much better off because of it. <laughs> I mean, as big Arrested Development fans, you know, it yeah. it, it fit perfectly. And, yeah. you know, yeah, since the then, we just dominate fantasy leagues mm-hmm. as those bromanos. Yeah. This is the portion uh. of the podcast where Muldoon drops off. He's heard enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we're going to do today is go over our our draft for fantasy football and this league is incredible. Um, we started this as a, a trio, what, two years ago, three years ago now? This is year three. Yeah, this year, is year three. three. Wow. And it's it's easily my favorite league. And uh, it's hands down the most competitive, most active, and large part of all the, the friends that you guys have, all the crazy friends that you two have. So <laughs> thank you for that. And we're just going to go over this draft recap and go over some winners, losers, pick by pick. What I, I think is important to note, because you'll notice as we go through each pick, is um, I do have a lot of these first round picks. And over the like the last three years, I've just been like, I guess, tanking in a way. To try no, to you've been Trevor tanking. Lawrence. Okay, no, been tanking. no, in a way. You went all in. You had 11 <laughs> of the 12 picks. You went all in. I, w- I went all in to get Trevor Lawrence, and I wanted to make sure it happened. So I traded a, just a ton of assets for the possibility of getting Lawrence, which I was able to get. And so I originally I owned 11 of the 12 picks and Maddie, you owned the ninth pick and we'll go into that in a little bit. Starting with winners of the draft, Jesse, for, for you, who was the winner of the draft? So I'm gonna go out on a limb here and talk about a guy who um, maybe not, maybe not, you know, it's clear as day that, that he walks away a winner, but I think that the newly crowned Craigie, Craig D, wow. a really solid draft. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, he came into this league. Look, he joined this league a couple months ago, right? Mm-hmm. He 
has Deshaun Watson on his roster, who everyone was trying to trade for, and he held him. Now that may end up being a mistake. Um, but he eventually unloaded a decent amount of, of guys and accumulated some picks this year, next year, et cetera. Um, and he went into this draft, you know, not really knowing, I guess, we didn't really know what to expect from him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not a clue. I, not a clue. And again, like you alluded to at the beginning of this, you completely hijacked this draft. And yeah, terrorist. Uh, yes, you were a fantasy terrorist for the last year. Not only, I think it's important for the people to know that not only did you hijack this draft, so you had 11 of the first 12 picks, but you refused to trade anyone of meaning from your roster for the last mm-hmm. almost year. So you have yeah. probably been yeah, that's true. boring people to play fantasy with. <laughs> yeah. The lid has been lifted on that terrible experiment and there's, there's just no way we can let it happen again. Like, it, I mean, I'm on a mission to own at least two first round picks in every draft to specifically hope to avoid that ever happening again, unless we let them all go to nudes, in which case Ooh. he would trade them all in a few weeks anyway, and the cycle would begin anew. So I guess we can make an exception for him. No, we can hold on a pick for more than two minutes. No, but but I think so. Yeah, so going back to like, I think the reason why I think Craig was a winner is he didn't have a lot of picks coming into this. He made some moves to accumulate some picks. Hoover, you owned the entire first round, so you're not really going to get anyone of consequence, especially in this type of draft where it's a top heavy draft, right? So his first pick was until two four. Um, He took Trey Sermon. He needs he needs help everywhere right so why not take a shot on a a running back in san francisco who churns out running backs um Mm -hmm. i like that pick he took kellamond late in the second round 210 uh i was actually aiming to take kellamond with 212 were Um, you i was you got sniped huh i did he sniped me i yeah maddie and i talked about this immediately after he wasn't happy about it craig you got him from deep it was a deep shot across the map you got me, Craigie. Um, but I was going to take Mon with 212. So I really like that with 210. You know, speculation that they were potentially going to trade up maybe to grab Fields. Um, they were looking at Fields and they ended up, you know, taking Mon. So there's some real, you know, he's a, one of the Konami quarterbacks, right? He's got a chance mm-hmm. to, to do something mm-hmm. if he comes in. And then he filled a couple other gaps, grabbing a couple wide receivers. I like Eskridge. I know he's in the behind of the depth chart of, of um, in Seattle uh, behind, of course, our boy DK Metcalf. but i think eskridge you know he's got some flash to him and he's got a real uh a real um me against the world kind of attitude so i I like Mm -hmm. that he grabbed a couple solid d defensive linemen and he's got picks going forward he's gonna have the number one pick next year so he didn't do enough to improve his team um but he added guys that could potentially be pieces in two to three years down the road which is what he's playing for love it i I, all great points i I love the ad for Callan Mod, and I also liked uh, Davis Mills since he does have Watson. So a lot of good players for Craig. Matty P, who's your winner of the draft? So if I'm looking at this, obviously I think the easy answer is you, only because you know th- there is some accomplishment in you making it to the point where you got could make all of these picks. Ooh. You definitely, you don't, you definitely that. could have really, blown who this. Who won the draft? Keep going. You blew this. I, we'll get into that, but you didn't blow okay. it as badly as you could have blown it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my pick was going to be Craigie too, to be honest, but I'm going to wow. just give a half to, uh, I think Hawk and Deeblin did a pretty good job with limited with that. assets as well. So they, I mean, they got St. Brown with what, two, five, which yep. 
that's a, I think that's a fine pick. I think that's a volume play. I don't know if I think he, I don't believe St. Brown is more talented than Terrace Marshall, but Agreed. I think the situation probably tips those scales a little bit, at least for right now, for a team like theirs that they're trying to compete and win because it stands to reason St. Brown's going to walk into what 80, 90 targets minimum. <laughs> Pretty sure he's so, their wide receiver right? one. Right. right? Now. There's nothing there. So like, that's a guy that could potentially be flexing at some point during the year. And then I think Michael Carter is a guy at two eight that we all had our eyes on. I was thinking the other day that if they had not taken him there, I was going to take him with that two nine that I eventually yep. ended up trading to noodles. I was planning on taking him. So I thought that was good value. And then I actually think, getting Chuba Hubbard that late is really nice as well. Cause he is legitimately a, a McCaffrey setback away from just inheriting that Mike Davis role. Oh man. In the if, same he, offense. if he goes down again and steps in for like, like Mike Davis the last year, what a pick in the third round. He's talented. So I think he could do, I mean, I'd rather own him than like a Kenny Gainwell. I think there's just more upside there. There's a whole lot more you can get out of him. So I think they did pretty well too. And I know they have a ton of picks yeah. coming up. So yeah, we'll see what they do. But for not having a first round pick and only having mid seconds onward, they they did pretty well for themselves. I even like the the stab shot of Palmer in at five ten mm-hmm. in 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 L A. Yep. You know he's got that kind of Mike Williams build. Maybe he takes over in a year. Yeah, or two he's from six Mike two. Yep, two ten. Those are my guys. You got to have those <laughs> those like if you're gonna take shots on receivers, take shots on receivers connected to like top five quarterbacks, and your yeah. odds are significantly increased. So yeah, that's okay. that's also that's like a cherry on top. I mean, those guys in the fourth round, fifth round rarely pan out, but if one is going to, that's a pretty good stab at it for sure. Agreed. They to me felt like the most active team um, in the draft in a way. They, I felt for whatever reason, I, I think I had a lot of picks around them as well. I was in conversation with them. We were like leapfrogging each other a couple times. Uh, that I thought that they had a strong draft, but my winner, um, and God, I hate to say this. I think Matt, you you were the winner of the draft for me. You so yeah, you, you look at picks. this. You go three. You see, you <laughs> so you had three picks. How on earth could that be the case? You walked into these trades that were just absurd. So you, listening to this. you owned Mac Jones with the ninth pick. You traded his ass For to Rick, hours. gave yep. you a fortune, two firsts and Henry Ruggs, mm-hmm. which we'll yep. talk about is essentially what I got for Justin Fields mm-hmm. at 1.5. Yep. That's just dumb and absurd. <laughs> and then in the second round, Nudes hands you Deion Jones just to move up one year. So you trade 2.9 for a 2020 second, 2022 second, which is um, D Bland's, and that's going to be high. And you just get Deion Jones out of nowhere. That's just ridiculous again. <laughs> and then in the third round, you moved back again. You picked up 4.4, and then you picked another third in 2022, uh, which when you gave up 310. So you, you in the late half of these drafts you kept trading back into the 2022 draft and you picked up an incredibly good asset which is just that's like i went, I went like uh, what you want to do i just went full bell check it wasn't intended i was planning to make picks i was going to take bateman originally at 1.9 until the draft until he ended up in baltimore it's just oh i hated it i hated it every sucks he's my favorite he was my second favorite receiver in this draft and he's at he goes to a spot where even if you want to throw into your model like increased targets just because we don't know what Lamar is and isn't capable of in that 
Yeah. What is he going to see? 100, 110 tops? Like that's, mm-hmm. it's just never enough to be like a locked in wide receiver one like Chase is going to be. I know. Oh, okay. Yeah, losers. I got lucky here. I got lucky. I backed into some <laughs> some stuff. Yeah, but. you did. Loser of the draft. Um, I'll go first and we'll go around because it kind of dovetail with the trade for Mac Jones, in my opinion. I thought Rick was the loser of the draft. Um, I, I, I had some conversations with him about getting Justin Fields, who I did want him to have, and he just didn't want to pay up for it, and Muldoon sniped him. And I think like if you would have just made a few tweaks and you would have gotten Justin Fields over Mac Jones, then he would have been a contender for like having a good draft, but he had every possibility and just didn't do it. Um, I don't love the Rondell Moore pick at 2.1. I definitely don't like uh, the, the pick he made in the third round, Xavier Collins and who's go, who went to Arizona, Terrence Marshall, who's a good player. Um, but he went to Baltimore or Tyler oh, Wallace. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Tylen Wallace. And then Elijah Mitchell, okay player. But again, he's, he's going to be like the fourth string in San Francisco. Just, I didn't like the draft personally. How, how much do you think making everybody, and in this particular instance, Rick, wait as long as you did factored into the value that you found on draft day when you wanted to make these trades? Meaning, meaning, yeah. if is, you know what I mean? Yeah, pretty important. I mean, I, I think there was definitely some moments right after the, the season where I probably could have gotten a lot more value than I did for um, trading Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, which we'll discuss. Um, but that window yeah. was, I guess, it was tough for me to identify. It, it more, Mostly because the league was just incredibly active and I was anticipating us just to, to like, <laughs> Zimmer down, have a little off season, then go right into no. the draft and no. light back up. But no. my God, there, there was times no. where people were like, we were talking more in that than we did during the actual draft. So yeah. yeah, I think I probably could have got a lot more if I traded them much sooner than I did. That's the experiment though. It didn't, I, uh, I think, I think it was easy to look at your situation from anybody either in or out of the league and say, how is he not going to come out of this with like a perfect 100 out of 100? there's a lot of variables. I think some stuff, a lot of stuff, a lot of things did go your way and there was a bunch of stuff that didn't, but it's an interesting. uh, Jesse's letter didn't help. Everyone just rebelled against me. (laughs) No, I made it my personal (laughs) mission to turn the league against Hoover. And I think for the most part, I successfully did. Um, Oh yeah. You, made, you still made trades, right? You, we'll talk about them. Um, you made your trades, but I don't think you got proper value. And I think part of that was because people were against you. And I am proud to have spearheaded that movement. Yeah. Screw you. you I'm thankful for how it I could have got out. way more value. <laughs> I mean, you um, you literally, yeah. yeah. You, held, you held us hostage. So there was no way. No, The people need to understand that on your roster currently, you have Kyler Murray and you have Patrick Mahomes. So you have two of the top three, four, five quarterbacks in Dynasty easily. Um, you owned 11 of 12 picks, as we said, which we'll get into the picks in a, in a few minutes. But <laughs> you can't, you, it's a super flex league. You could play two quarterbacks, you can't play six. So you know right. you're going to go in and yep. draft guys just to trade. Sorry, we're going to devalue you immediately. 
Yeah, and it happened. That's exactly what happened. People you reverse like, Bitcoin yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's your uh, takeaway. Just, That's your takeaway from this experiment. Uh, Jesse, paper hands. loser. Paper hands. <laughs> um, so this is kind of an easy one. And I almost feel like it's not fair to, to go at these guys, uh -oh. um, but but I'm going to do it. Um, they only had two picks the entire draft. They held up the draft because, oh, I like this a playing, lot. you know, softball, old man league softball, um, whatever else they're doing. Probably have I guess drunk. every day because there's no access to the outside world, apparently. As yeah. Well. Yeah. The, 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 uh, their flip phone doesn't get service on the uh -huh, golf yeah. course. So Ooh, anyway, yeah. they had two picks, the Falcoholics. I like the guys. They're good people. Um, but at the end of the day, they had a fourth round and a fifth round pick. Now, partially by design, right? They traded a lot of their picks to acquire talent. They did win year one in this league. So yep. credit due. Yeah. Yep. Um, but then with the two picks that they have, they draft a cornerback who is going to have no impact. Brutal. Thank you. Because Brutal. he's a lockdown corner, so he's not going to have any impact. And then at pick 5-4, they took a defensive lineman who... Peyton Turner. Went, Peyton Turner, who went right before probably the best edge rusher in the draft or one of the best edge mm -hmm. rushers in the draft who was passed up on a few times. Um oh. So, yeah, I don't know. Again, only two picks, but I think they they barely participated. They probably just should have not participated at all. Mm, yeah, it would have been better off. And they took we all way been too off. long to make picks. I would One yeah. of my favorite parts of the draft is when they were on the clock for way too long and then traded the pick. They <laughs> 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 were like, no. <laughs> Which again. begs the question, are they just trolling us the entire time? <laughs> now we'll never know. Uh, Matt, who's the loser? Um, so man, it, it pains me equally to do this, but I unfortunately have to give that to, to nudes. Noodles. It's, it's, I knew that was coming. <laughs> That's why I didn't I looked, take them. I looked, like, gave I looked, Deion Jones? Uh, no, 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 no. I, I looked for a lot of reasons to avoid giving this to noodles, but to okay. the, the Deion Jones noodles. trade was probably one that he'd like to have back, but then to use it on Trask, knowing oh full well that a he probably can't play <laughs> b he's parked behind play. brady who wants to play till he's 50 and i think he might so like if you're going to take a swing at a quarterback there to jesse's point earlier why wouldn't it be mond like why wouldn't you be trying to trade in to get a guy who didn't show a lot in college i watched a lot of that a lot of his tape at a m um in some of his games and like he did not have a feel for the quarterback position at all. He was just basically running around and improvising best he could, but he couldn't really run an offense, but still has the talent to potentially get to that point. Like, I don't know. So that was tough. I like Nico Collins in the third. I actually think that was a really, uh, you know, a sharp play there. I think that's yeah, got a chance. I like that, that pick a lot. That was a good pick. Yeah. That I could agree. be a guy who is talented, who happens to be in a perfect spot. Like we don't know what's going to happen with Watson, but you can't, get a Nico Collins at 3.5. If Watson was the quarterback right now and none of that was going on, where's he taken in this draft, do you think? Mm. Um, I think maybe, he maybe could have been a late second, probably not too too much higher. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I thought it was good value there. Uh, I yep. had my eyes on Collins and and definitely he's, a, he's a worth a, listen, when you get into the third round and beyond in these drafts, they're all yeah. dark throws. They're dark, you know? yeah. 
Yeah. So it's a great, but, it's a good toss. I think he should have went 2.11. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's about right. I was, I was slight right where, where you're about where Fryermuth went. And Joe Horn, like, I don't know, just, we, sh- we shouldn't be drafting. Same as Sertan. Same as Sertan. It's the same yeah. deal. Yeah. Like, you said Joe, it's JC. Joe's the JC, sorry. Wow. Freudian slip yeah, there. How back about to the that? Saints days. Thank you. Don't draft corners. If you're doing IDP league and you're doing just DBs, don't just ever don't. draft a corner. Take linebackers. There's no need. We got to get into that as well, too. I think that's part of that is the I, I don't yeah. believe everybody has made their way around to how important those linebackers are. Muldoon spent the entire offseason complaining about the scoring for the linebackers <laughs> and, did and then proceeded to acquire exactly zero of them in the offseason. So I don't know yeah. what to make of that. But, um, yeah, I think people are a little bit late to that. I think it's very important to have three top linebackers. Yeah, you proved that out. You 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 proved that model out of yourself. Yeah, that was they carried me last year. Yep. All right. Well, you ready to go pick by pick round one? Let's do we'll it. Try to make this pretty quick. Let's do it. Uh, with the first pick, it was Trevor Lawrence. Um, not much to say here, other than if I pick anybody else, and, and like you, you have to pick Lawrence. You did pass up a potential troll opportunity here, though. You could have taken any of your other guys and tried to make people guess a little bit, but I could—I guess I could have taken him at one point eight. I didn't want to yeah. ruin the uh, the ADP for sleeper. Oh, boy. I felt a little guilty. You know what I was? Know what I was thinking? Who's? I was wondering what? if you were doing that because you wanted the perceived value of specific players to have that round in that oh interesting draft slot attached to them right so like obviously lawrence is going to go one everyone's going to take lawrence one yeah and, and every super flex draft probably for the most part 99 yeah. percent of the time uh, but then you went trey lance <clears throat> and i thought maybe you would go fields there because we knew you wanted to move fields so now yeah. he's the one two you know versus the one five probably doesn't change anything but knowing how your brain works i wondered <laughs> if you yeah. were thinking along those lines I, I wasn't. That was that's an interesting thought process um, to go. But Fields, he was taken at one point too. Like, hello, he's the second best player, and I think he is. Um, that it that's just, an interesting yeah. take. Um, yeah. I will say about Lawrence though. I last year I had a, a fair amount of first round picks, and I traded all those out just because I, I wanted this guy so much. So if if there's any player in fantasy i i want more than lawrence it's probably just mahomes anyone else is just second to, second behind lawrence for me i i've loved this guy since uh, his freshman year of college and i was like i need to get him on my dynasty team so it was an overkill getting 11 picks just to assure that it happened but i was always going to take him and i i'm happy i finally own him it's exciting very, very yeah. little concern with him obviously but any red flags playing under urban meyer oh yeah urban's not proven in the nfl um he's doing some weird stuff already it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting uh i would say the cliff kingsbury kyler murray is working out decently for fantasy but not well professionally and i would imagine that relationship's probably going to come to an end in a couple years so that's a little concerning just because it it's really difficult to transition from college to the NFL. It's also difficult just to sit out a couple of years and then jump into the NFL. We're seeing that with Gruden. Um, you kind of need to be in it to like continue to be a good coach. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that he has been out in, in the media for a couple of years is a little concerning as well. Yeah. You wonder if he's like <clears throat> too far removed from it. You're right. 
to the point where he doesn't really have a pulse on what makes a good team tick in the NFL anymore. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. He it's, it's just, it's, it's in that situation. If you were really interested in success, you should be surrounding yourself with a bunch of people who have been there and done it and proven out in this league that they can do that. And I don't think that's what he's got on his staff either. So the biggest knock on him in college, you know, wherever he was, whether it was Florida or Ohio state, is he always wanted to be a little bit bigger than the team which is a stupid narrative, but I'm just, it, it, it came up a lot. It comes up a lot. So I wonder if he's like got the ability to disconnect from that and like build a team. Cause like, why would you take Etienne and then immediately proclaim him a third down back? Like you don't use first round picks and things of like pick high picks on For running backs to say that. The media, he should like stop talking. Just, just coach, right? please. Agreed. Might be better for him. Um, what would the would the value of Florence be if he went to the Jets? Do you think it would be like a a reduced value, same because Lawrence Florence? I think if Gase was still there, then yes. I think because they have a new regime there. Um, I mean, let's look. Jacksonville's not that much more attractive yeah of course they have offensive weapons so i'm just saying franchise to franchise i'm not talking mm-hmm. about players on current rosters i'm just thinking when i think about the jets they're per- perennial losers right yeah uh, jacksonville mostly is too um so i don't know, know that it would be that different. fans who are perking up i i think <laughs> i think it, just the talent that he is i think no matter where he went uh his value would be I don't think, I think it would be unfazed for the most part. Yeah. Um, the, the next pick was Trey Lance, who <laughs> I wasn't going to take. I wasn't going to pick until he went to San Francisco and screwed up my plans. So in a perfect no. world, San Francisco traded up to one, to the third pick in the actual draft. And I was like, oh my, I texted Matt. And right after I was like, oh my God, they're trading up for fields. This is the best case scenario. We were both wrong was, there. Yeah. Prior to the, this our draft, I was like, Florence, Fields, Chase, and ETN are my my four guys that I want. Yeah. Um, but, you, were, you were consistent on that. That's true. Yeah, Fields uh, didn't end up going to San Francisco. I have some assets in San Francisco. I uh, love Kyle Shanahan, and I trust that system. And um, I, I, Trey Lance is good, but I don't think he's the second best quarterback. Um However, I'm going to be rostering him because I think he has a lot of boom bust potential. And I've been rewatching some of his film. And in my opinion, he, he reminds me a lot of like a younger Cam, which I know is a lazy comparison that a lot of people are doing. Um, but he, he runs like him. He he's a, has a better arm than him. His accuracy is not as good, which is very, very concerning. Um, he has a strong arm, though. He's a little inconsistent. And I think one of the things that concerns me about Lance mostly is his durability. So anytime a, a a QB has is at that build who's used to running the ball, and we see this with Cam and a few others, their window of success is is reduced compared to somebody who's going to be in the pocket. So sure. I think his boom bust potentials is the highest of the QBs, and um, I'm really to roll the dice. He's going to be my fourth quarterback. So. That's why I kept him instead of Fields. He is a true roll of the dice. Mm-hmm. He he had more pro days in the last year than he did college football games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the guy went third overall in the real draft, second in our draft. 
to think yeah. that you can barely play and be selected that high, I mean, it speaks to his just raw talent in general, right? So now it's whether or not he develops into what uh, the 49ers and Monstars of the Midway are projecting him to be. Hopefully good. Hopefully damn good. <laughs> I hope he's I hope he's going to be like Cam in his prime. That would be good for fantasy. Who played a tougher schedule last year? Who? Trey Lance or Zach Wilson? Oh God, I would say Zach Wilson did. It's I could argue that two. Lance may have by not playing any games at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did hear though the one game he played was so that a few of his players could get scholarships. Otherwise, Probably. they wouldn't be able to get it. So he, like, he's a high a character guy. guy. High That's character guy. Fantasy, get him on right? the squad. All right, I'm in. I'm in with it. <laughs> we scout that type of thing over here in mm-hmm. the Monsters of the Midway. Yep. Good on you. <laughs> Third pick um, was Jamar Chase, who I I had uh, prior to last year's draft as my number one receiver. And I think it stayed the same, similar to Lance. He just didn't play last year. Um, so his value couldn't really get, get worse or better. He kind of stayed the same. And for me, he was 1.1 last year, or sorry, best receiver. And I, I think he was as well for this year's class um, by a pretty good wide margin. He's a stud. He, he can't miss. Um, it's a great pick. I wish that I had him. Uh, I just, I I love everything about Chase. He will add to your receiver core. You have a pretty good receiver core already. Um, but you've got guys that definitely have some injury risks. I'm curious Mm -hmm. to see what you're going to do owning both of the top dogs now in Cincinnati. Uh, so we'll see how that shakes out from a, from a roster standpoint. Let me know if any of them become available. Your your life is in dudes' hands right now with Burrow. And that's a maybe scary should, place to be. Maybe I should trade Kyler Murray for Joe Burrow. There you go. <laughs> Just go down. Go all the way up or go all the way down. Either or. Don't don't live in the middle. Like, Do you guys uh, like that landing spot for Chase and Cincy? Because I love it. I, I, I don't people didn't. I, mean, I don't have a problem with it. I think they he and Higgins can both. I think Boyd is going to be the one that loses out here. I know that he's not. I know he's in the slot. And I know these guys aren't necessarily. But Chase plays all over the formation. I actually yeah. – so – Two things. Get the I love it. Better players. I love it because I'm pretty sure uh, whoever you had on your um, community draft, that expert chose Chase to going to the Bengals. Um, so I love expert. it because that expert was correct. <laughs> <laughs> that, that expert amateur. Who's but I also, I also think. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Burrow was on pace last year for like 600 pass attempts or something and ridiculous like that. Up. So, I mean, if you're thinking he's going to have maybe 40 pass attempts a game, they don't have a proper tight end. Mixon, he'll probably see his fair share of, of, of snags out, out, on, out in the, uh, the flat and whatnot. But I actually think that all three of these wide receivers could contribute. Boyd's value is smashed right now. But I think that he could be a sneaky, uh, you know, back end to – Low end three, possibly, if that would the Bengals are passing. Best case for yeah. me, uh, mm-hmm. having similar to Woods and Cup, having Higgins and Chase. Um, yeah, that's not going to worry you. You're not losing points to the field if you've got two guys that are both in the top ten like that. Sure, and that's in the realm. Burrow can throw that many passes for sure if that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. It's not awful. It's not a top spot, but it's definitely not outside my top like five or six spots. I don't think. Yeah. Um, any last minute thoughts on Chase before we move on to ETN? No. 
Trade him to me. All right. Yeah, trade send him, him out. Etn uh, went went the fourth pick, and he was similar to Chase. He was my top running back in last year's class, and then decided to go back to college. For me, he um, he checks all my boxes, which I guess I say a lot. I've been told uh, yeah, when it comes to running backs, uh, he's like a one cut back who can catch. He has some speed, some agility uh, when evading some safeties. I love this style of running back, and I love that he went to Jacksonville. I'm like super pumped to. To watch some Jacksonville games when moving down to Florida now with Lawrence <laughs> and ETN there. It's going to be exciting. Following um, your people. Yeah. Following the people. <laughs> yep. You yeah, are an experienced guy. I, I, I love this move uh, from a fantasy standpoint. I think ETN will be a beast in Jacksonville. Uh, obviously, he knows um, Lawrence very well, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what just two a better guys to get together? <laughs> Uh, it's the whole locker room narrative, shower narrative. But um, oh, uh, I, I think, I, ooh, I think, uh, I think it's it's great for fantasy. I think it's a stupid pick in real life by Urban Meyer, and just goes to show that I do too. He'll be out yeah. of the league, and uh, Meyer will be out of a coaching job in three Gone. years. <laughs> but but you know, um, hey, whatever. Uh, it'll be my fun fantasy for, life fun. depends on Meyer. <laughs> it'll, it'll be fun for the offense. Uh, there'll be a high flying, high scoring team early on. With that, with that, that equals roster. fantasy goodness, and it was fun because it really uh, poked a hole in the the James Robinson folks. Uh, oh, he did. He got. He is shooting down draft boards everywhere. Torched, torched. Yeah, Let his, his value on fire. Mm-hmm. Which is not an issue if you owned him and forgot to trade him, or did not capitalize on the opportunity to trade him. But it's way worse if you traded for him and gave up significant capital in any capacity. Yeah, if I he he was my aside from maybe David Montgomery. Um, yeah, David Robinson yeah. was my number one sell candidate last year. Well, his his volume was easy to say now, but no, but but was. even then, in hindsight, it was like his volume was in no way sustainable. He had like a billion. He had like ninety five percent of the team's like ninety seven share. Dude. He had like of, yeah of everything. Yep. Yeah. So like, there's just no way that could have been repeated, and the the data is in on how many undrafted free agents make it. And it's not very many. And there's a reason for it. I don't know what it is. I can't claim to know, but there's a reason when there's only like who Philip Lindsay and Eckler, like name anybody else who's made it and lasted multiple years. So I don't know. Danny Woodhead, Danny Woodhead. There we go. He looks good. People like watching him and he racked up fantasy points and he was free. So it was a great story, but there's just no way like that was an obvious sell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ETN coming in crushed his value, and yeah. uh, somebody got somebody made out there. Um, and then the the draft got interest. It's interesting here with trading Justin Fields to Muldoon for two point five, a two thousand twenty two first, and then a two thousand twenty four first, which end up being controversial. And uh, <laughs> I'll say the, the only real suitors in this were. Hold on, listening. hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. You, gotta, you have to address this. You can't just gloss over it. Speak what to it, Tri Commissioner Hoover. Yeah. In 2024 us. first. Yeah. How that? How did he get? Where in the no, app no, no. did he go to select that pick to make it available to trade? I just couldn't find it. I was wondering if you could help. Yeah, I, I got no, no. I got cheeky, and I was saying to people. <laughs> um, the, I, I, my my goal with trading back with these picks was to get at least a first back. And so are you, like, are you admitting first? to a little bit of desperation right now? 
Yeah, oh yeah, Are you kidding me? All right, that's worth it. I for was, me. I was, I was making trades for people. I was like, yeah. they're like, we don't have any first. I was like, well, you, you're gonna get a 2024 first here in uh, after the draft, and they're like, ooh, interesting. And then it opened up some like more possibilities, mostly because Muldoon was never gonna give me the breeze first next year. And I think the biggest shock is that it wasn't Muldoon who cooked the idea up for me. Yeah, yeah, it was me. It was me. Wow. Um, you guys are going to make great co-owners someday. I, I would love that. Um, oh. But the, the, uh, other than... <laughs> Jesse rolls this, a family show. Um, <laughs> this is a family show. <laughs> you can curse. <laughs> I would fucking loathe the day. You two assholes. Get together. Oh my God. It's, it's all Muldoon's focused on these days. He's just been courting Hoover for months. <laughs> we, we've been in discussions with a few leagues, so stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great. Um, That's what the people need. But I was going to say that really the only suitors were Whispers, Rick, and Muldoon. How close, and the How close were the offers that you got? Um, well, I would say for most people before the draft, I was like three first, we'll get it done. That was, mm-hmm. that's what I was shooting for. Um, and then Rick was only w- willing to give up two first. And he, re- he remained pretty consistent all the way through the process. And mm-hmm. um, I, I told him that he was the leader because he was. And then Muldoon came over the top and offered 2.5 and a later first. And I went to Rick and I was like, this is his exact offer. It, you could beat it by giving me 2.1. And he said, no, thanks. He's all Muldoon. And that was that. Well, that was that. I mean, I think that was, I I think hearing that, that's fine. Like the fact that you went back to Rick with Muldoon's offer for sort of like a right of last refusal, I think that was a good move. But I think Rick probably got to a point where he had been offering you that deal for so long that he figured the longer he waited you out until the draft, the more you'd cave. And I don't think he accounted for either another wild card owner or you just simply making the picks and figuring it out later. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know why he didn't do it. I think it, I don't know. He, he basically could have flipped Henry Ruggs and uh, Rondell Moore, and then he would have had fields over Mac Jones, but yeah. I don't know. That's uh, true. I think he's probably it's just mad to, to be honest. I think he was mad at me. So I think he, you rejected as his, uh, his, his hot, hot dog, dog overtures and he did not like that one. Yeah, Rick did go out of his way, man. Uh-huh. Did, I know. I felt did him wrong. horrible. I got it. I owe him three dogs. It's yeah, tough though to give was. up. It's tough to give up two firsts and 2.1, which yeah. is the first. almost the first on some level in this top heavy draft to grab, uh, to get fields. I don't know. I, I thought he'd come away with them. Because he's a homer. He's the biggest homer we know. No, I'm just never. Um, oh, I think, no, I think you guys are to blame a little bit. You give Rick I, a I, I shit do. ton of time for picking uh, Chicago players in any sport. And it, he like, he can't, he doesn't, he doesn't feel like he can overpay for them because you guys, <laughs> ruined it. I thought, I thought the same thing. I wondered if, if we never gave him a hard time about Chicago players, if he would have bit he the bullet. Totally and, done it. Done it. And but, then he would have been a happier person because he owns his own player. You well, guys we are horrible not, friends. We don't know that he's not happy. You can't prove <laughs> that. Uh, speaking of Arrested Development right now, he's um, he's crying in the shower with the bar soap. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's got the <laughs> never nude shorts on. Yes. Uh, yeah. But I, in real life. For for me, Fields is the best, second best quarterback. Yes. Draft. I agree. Easy. There's an argument that I, that could be made. I should have kept him over Lance, but I thought I could have get I could have got more for him than I did Lance. So, plus yeah. you have an attachment to the San Francisco offense. You do, yeah. I yeah, do. you're bolted on over there. Yeah. Yep. All right, and then Zach Wilson went 1.6. And, How did this um, was this trade? Did this trade come to be because Whispers missed out on Fields, and so it was basically yeah. the same offer with like one other thing removed from it, or was it the same offer? I think it, I I remember it being the same offer. Yeah, he didn't get Fields, so he Oof. gave up a 2023 first, a 2022 Oof. second, and a 2022 Oof. third. Which to be to be honest, I I probably shouldn't have taken, and I I don't think I should should have done it because I think I can get two first for him later. I love Zach Wilson as a prospect. I think he's great. You guys, I I think think a little bit differently, but I think he's a really good player and um, whispers just like he has Herbert, I think he's going to get another great young quarterback. I'm worried about his team in the future. Yeah, that'll be a hard disagree from one half of those Romanos. Yeah, as give, I give think. Him give him the whole. Two, we both jump in on this, this bandwagon yeah, here. I think, wow. I think Wilson is going to get eaten alive. Not only does he look like he's 11 years old, but he probably played uh, the skill level of 11-year-olds over the last couple of years at BYU anytime he played any team of consequence that had a top 25 defense even they 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 smoked him he he I very much fear for Zach Wilson's life oh my gosh uh, in New York with these New York fans they are going to crush him it's the exact same argument as Trey Lance I think I think about them both the same like we don't really know what we're getting with either one of them to be honest did you see he changed his logo to a Wilson ball? <laughs> Whispers did. How how wonderful is that guy? Like uh, Whispers is the perennial winner for the gift challenge. Like whenever a gift drops in the chat with no context, his are always dead on. They're like uh, small he, movies. They're he novels. always fucking delivers. Yeah, he comes um, with it. There are so many ways that you guys screwed me in this draft, and this is You're another welcome. one of them by planting the seed for months that Wilson's shit, Wilson's oh, shit, man. Wilson's shit. Nobody wanted to buy him, not even nudes, who I think he should have given up to first for him. Oh, oh man, that's just, you know, there, listen, what what recourse did you offer us? Who no, We no. had no choice. Like, we had nothing else to do. You quite literally made us so bored. The document that had to do it. When I put that document together, I remember I was sitting here and I was like, I really like, <laughs> I feel very passionate about this. I need yeah. this league revolt against Hoover. Yeah. Um, I was like, how do I do this? I was like, I just have, I have to write something that, you know, moves uh, people. And I channeled my inner Hamilton and I went to work um, <laughs> and Rick helped me clean it up and, and present it to the people. Oh, it was yeah. great. It's a masterpiece. That should be our trophy. We should just print that and, and give it to the winner every year because it was awesome. I mean, the ramifications of that are wide ranging. Like, think of all the things. Think of you've already mentioned twice now two picks that did not pro proceed how you wanted them to. Oh yeah. Countless other scenarios like you pushing Rick away and right into my arms for a, a willing Mac Jones. Like the ramifications are going to be felt for years of what you've done. I know. 
And it, it's a combination of that and then a combination of dumb luck and how the, the pieces fell in the actual NFL draft where a lot of these guys' values took a hit because mm-hmm. of the team that they went to. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, moving we'll on, Najee Harris, 1.7. Uh, I, I don't. I personally don't like Harris that much. I don't like the fit at Pittsburgh, um, but I had to take him because I need some running backs. I like Harris as a player. I think he's fine. That offensive line is ranked 31st last year. They're not the Steelers of the past where they had this big, bad offensive line. Did you see, um, is it Villanueva that just signed mm-hmm. with the Ravens? Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I mean, he came out and was taking shots at the Steelers. God. in the last couple yes. of days saying he looks forward to playing something don't quote me but something along the lines of he looks forward to playing for a team that uh has a run first offense versus uh people more concerned uh, of, of their social media posts and tweeting and, <laughs> and having dance-offs something along those God. lines um, what a what a great offensive lineman yeah Baltimore always I, that's characters. your division rival right it's not like he to the nf you're going to be playing these guys twice and those battles are already heated each year anyway. So anyways, Harrison's in Pittsburgh. I think he's going to be a volume guy, but he might mm-hmm. be, you know, three yards per carry or, or something. Yeah. Like that, you know? I'm not optimistic. His, his productivity is tied directly to Roethlisberger. If he yeah. can't play even to like 75% of what he, his corpse has been doing for the past few years, and they have to backfill that with, Haskins, if he if he makes it that far, like whatever, it won't be great, right? Unless they make a move for like a Minshew. Oh, don't forget about Mason shown. Rudolph, right? Oh, of course, yes, yes. Mason Rudolph. Draft, some, some, yeah, I fab in our uh, in our league. He yeah, did. a sharp play. He's been talking about it all <laughs> offseason. He couldn't wait to make that pickup. But I think it's a wash if Roethlisberger plays well because they're because that passing game will be. Uh, it's not going to be dynamic, but it'll be explosive. It's got playmakers. And he'll get a ton of volume. So I think he'll be okay. Like he could have like a Monty type season. If Roethlisberger can play, I think he could have a Monty type season because he is talented from, from, from last year. But yeah, I mean, you, you had no choice, Hoover. You need running backs. Like he's your RB2. Backs, but... you, you didn't even leave last year with a, a suitable running back to play in the flex. I know. It was horrible. I got a no. lot of offers for Harris though, but I nothing that I, – I need. A, the reality is I need him more than the teams yeah. who traded. Well, yeah. Made an offer yep. trade. Yep. Um, Devonte Smith was my next pick at 1.8, and um, I, I like I like this pick a lot because I love Devonte Smith in Philadelphia. He's a, a little concerning for me, but overall I love the player, so had to go with him. And I think, and I'm interested to hear this from you, Matt. I think if I were to let him slip because of how the receivers shook out in the real draft, I, I was worried you'd take him at 1.9. So that's why I took him as well there. Um. Uh, he wasn't – I don't think he was on my radar, to be honest. Wow. And there's a couple okay. of reasons. One, so to answer your question, I think he's fairly safe because either Hertz is legit and can play or mm-hmm. they're going to reload next year. They're going to be a bad team. They've got a ton of firsts because Roseman traded back a few times. I know he traded back in too, but he picked up capital for next year. So they're in a position to move on from Hertz if he isn't any good. I think – I think he's got a, a higher likelihood of being good than not. I think judging him off a four game sample with no offensive line and that team in shambles is pretty tough either way. So we'll see. No one to throw to. Nothing. No one to throw to. Travis Fulgham, who I think Wispy is still trying to get a first four, which uh, good luck. Put, him next, put him next to Connor. But yeah, I don't know. I think I wouldn't have taken him. I, I had made the decision when Bateman went to Baltimore over that weekend that it was 
reckless to not take a quarterback and either park him on my bench or just find a suitor for him. Well, it, it worked out. We talked about that too over the weekend. You know, we did. We, we did. I were talking about what you were going to do at one nine. Mm-hmm. And no brainer was take Mac Jones. It's a quarterback yep. of value that's on a team that he's going to play for eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll get something for him. You don't need him, but you'll get something for him. Yep. The, yeah. the, the, the funny part of this probably is if I were to take it, um, Rick wouldn't have made the trade that he did. I wouldn't oh, no have got way. that value. It would have been, no. it would have been, he'd have been wasting on my bench. Um, so at 1.9, you took Mac Jones, who we talked about you getting just a, a fortune for him, in my opinion, uh, two first, uh, Falco's first in 2022 and then 2023. And then um, Henry Ruggs. And then you also gave up, uh, I think, a fourth-round pick who ended up being Tylen Wallace. Yep. We talked yeah, about it a little so. bit earlier. But I love this trade for you. I think it was the best trade of the draft for the value. Um, I can't believe it. I still, I'm still in shock. So good <laughs> on you. Yeah. I mean, well, the, the 2023 third was actually Rick's. The, the next year's is Falco's and then Rick's is in 2023. Oh, it? So it's got kind of like a double, if Matt Jones doesn't make it and Rick got it, unf- like grabs a couple injuries here or there and his team just doesn't look the same, then that one has more upside. But we don't know. We can't project anyone's picks out more than next year. I think we can yeah, confidently, it's, that it's too hard. We don't know. Like we, we just don't know. I think we can do one year ahead. And then if you're, if you're acquiring draft picks two years out and you're saying to yourself, that's going to be a high or a low pick. You're doing yourself a disservice. There's no way. We don't know. We have no way of knowing. So, especially with the amount of movement in this league. Yeah. Uh huh. But yeah. Yeah. But I think the value, I think Maddie got great value for that trade. Um, I also think, I don't know, maybe I'm in the the wrong side of this year. I, I don't hate it for Rick. No. He, he needs a quarterback. You got a guy who's going to go play for a team that needs a quarterback. <laughs> Um, Cam's not going to be the guy. Um, and Mac Jones is, I mean, listen, I know we were surrounded by great talent in Alabama, but so was Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow looked pretty awesome last year. And before he got hurt, uh, I know they're not the same kind of quarterback. I'm not trying to say that they are. Uh, I guess my point is he's a, he's a good decision maker at the line of scrimmage. And that is something that will win over Bill Belichick and allow him the opportunity. Now the weapons in new England, you can question them, but I do think, Belichick doesn't care about draft capital. He doesn't care about contract values. He will play whoever the best player is. And do we think that Cam is better than Mac right now? No. I Mac's don't. way better. He's, well, I think he's, I think Mac comes in and he plays right away. Yeah, and quickly. They didn't guarantee Cam anything. He came back on it. And that deal is, wasn't it under a million in guarantees? I think it's three million, maybe total. Yeah. Um, the first year was one million. I think it's maybe three million, but yeah, it's, it's backup, backup money. money. It's yeah. backup money. Yeah. Yeah, and the rugs thing. I mean, whatever. I I've been out on right. before rugs, so I look at it as two firsts for Mac Jones. Yep. Yeah. Which, if you're if you're trading a first, especially in the late half of the first round, you get two back. That's incredible. Um, that's all. Like I'm guys- just moving them out. I just moved them out a couple of years because I don't like this draft. I didn't like this draft at all. I like last year's draft a lot. I think I like next year's a little bit more than this one, and then from there, I don't know. But I knew. Mm-hmm. I only had. If you don't count the, I mean, I count the top five quarterbacks as first round draft value, just because those quarterbacks are currency in our league, in any super flex yeah. league, they're just always going to have value. Um, and in, yeah, in most cases, starting, more than what you used to get them. Yeah, exactly. So I only had like, basically the guys you took 
I had like nine guys with first round draft grades. So I just didn't really want any part of this draft. I was hoping to trade out. I didn't expect it to go that way, but. Yeah. Um, well, but, it worked out because you got a, a good ransom for him. Um, it sounds like you both think he's better than Zach Wilson. Yeah. I would take Mac Jones over Zach Wilson. And yeah. I know that's going to sound like such a homer take because I'm a Pats fan and Zach Wilson. No, I think you guys bad. were saying that before the Pats actually took yeah. him. Yeah, 100%. I, I'm, I don't love Mac Jones, but I'd, I'd take, I think Zach Wilson was QB6 in a yeah. four-game draft. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like no one's going to get excited about Mac Jones. He's basically Derek Carr. But if you have a great team around Derek Carr, he could probably win you a Super Bowl. Crazy. Um, so we'll see. Who knows? And then at 110, I got Javante Williams, who went to Denver. Good great pick. pick. Yeah. yeah. Good pick. Yeah. Don't, That's the only like pick you could have made there. Back. Yeah. Yeah. The right um, value, the right time. He's good. He'll have that job. Mm-hmm. Gordon's done after this year, no matter what. And they were already. Lindsay's gone. Gordon yep. is done. And I've been a Royce Freeman truther. Oh, man. Since, since the draft. And <laughs> I, times. I cut times. ties with him immediately after our draft, and it hurts. It still yeah. hurts. Yeah. That's Javante's job. Even if even if Gordon hangs around for this year, um, at, at the latest next year, you know, that's he's the RB1 there easily. Yeah. And if Rodgers, for whatever reason, does get traded to Denver, I think that only helps. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. There's a little bit more steam around that today. Oh, I like that. Oh, it was. Keep yeah, something. It feels stuff. like something has to happen there. Who? Do you have a guy that you could get on the podcast to kind of give you an idea of what's happening inside <laughs> the, the walls over there at Lambo? Legally, he's not allowed. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been I've been pressing his buttons. Come on, we need you. <laughs> the people are we waiting. Need we need you for these Rogers takes. <laughs> he comes in a yeah. helicopter. His voice, you know, he goes and he uses one of those voice like transfers, and you. Yeah. Just, oh gosh, it was so good. People never know. <laughs> you have to do video though, so you can put him in the corner. And, like, yeah. Blur him out a little bit. Darkness. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like witness protection. Um, no, it's a great pick. And then you were taking pits no matter what. I feel like you had to. With all these picks, God, like why is, wouldn't you take this them? This is one of those things where um I was like, I can't I can't roster three decent tight ends. Like they were their top six tight ends, arguably. Um Kyle Pitts, I think, is probably the fourth or fifth tight end right now, mm-hmm. value-wise. Um, and I did not want to take a tight end in the first round. I still think they're valuable. But like you said, Matt, I think there's probably for me, I have like 10, 11 first round value guys. Yeah. Um, I don't include Mac Jones as a first round value guy mm-hmm. necessarily talent wise, but in our league, yes, because people need QBs. Um, other than that, I have 10, I have 10 first round value guys that ends at pits. So I was like, I got to take him, I guess. Um, and then I tried like hell to get rid of Andrews because I like Hawkinson a lot. Um, and then after watching all this film on pits, I was just like, and I kept hearing, he was listed at receiver. He'd be right behind Smith and right, right next to Bateman. And he, he gets in a great spot. I like him in Atlanta. So mm-hmm. I was like, I need to take him. And if he can be a difference maker, like um, these top three tight ends are, then he's going to help my team a lot. You had 11, yeah. of the first 12 picks wasting. <laughs> and I use that in quotes, wasting one, one on <laughs> what could be a generational tight end at yeah. the 111 just good business yeah i, that's I, I have no issue with that that's it because you can corner that market if you if he turned like wh- who else are you going to take there to your point you weren't you clearly didn't care for waddle onward um i think you liked bateman but you hated his landing spot like me oh yeah 
but uh, it's just too bad. He's the second best receiver in this draft. I don't think it was particularly close, but yeah, that was a good pick. Yeah. Pitts was smart. Yep. It had to be made, um, but I didn't, I don't like, I said, don't like tight ends. And then in the, tw- to end the first round, Labrie traded up because I traded out. Um, to, I hated, hated, hated these receivers. Um, like Terrace Marshall, horrible spot. Bateman, horrible spot. And then some other receivers like Waddle, Moore, both Moores got some interesting landing spots. So in my opinion, um, it was a tear break uh, moving on. So I wanted to trade out and hope to grab some, uh, some guys in tier two. So I traded 1.12 for 2.7 and 3.1, mm-hmm. which I think you guys think is bad value. I mean, you, you moved back. Well, how many picks? Seven, not so 12. Eight picks. You moved back eight, eight picks. picks and all you got in return was 3.1, which is a dart. I just feel like if you're going to make that trade, you needed to get two seconds back. Yeah, I didn't like that value for you at all. Was, I think you, you screwed the pooch on that one, pal. Luckily for you... <laughs> Labrie, Labreed, and he he rugs 2.0'd and bailed you out because, I mean, I don't, I don't know. If I, I was going to make the pick, I would have taken Bateman there, and I wouldn't have felt that great about it. But then I trade off for Bateman, there. so we'll get there. <laughs> you did. Yeah, you got there. <laughs> oh. You probably should have been – I'm surprised that you were so out on Sermon, knowing your love for San Fran and, and just Shanahan in general, knowing how badly you need running backs. Yeah. I don't like I don't like Sermon. We'll we'll, no. we'll discuss him in a second, but right. I don't like him at waddle. all. Yeah, yeah, Waddle. I mean, I don't I don't know what to expect out of Waddle. I love it for selfishly for Tua. Me too. Um, yeah, great for Tua. Great for Tua for Waddle. I don't know him and him and Fuller seem seem like they kind of, yeah exactly one and the same. Um, but I mean, if he is going to be if Fuller is his ceiling. He's got a guy to learn from for the next year with the one-year deal in, in Miami. Uh, so I don't know. It, I didn't. <laughs> I don't mind this pick for Labrie. It's okay. It's fine. I hated it more for um, Miami at one point six in real life, <laughs> uh, <laughs> even though I like it selfishly for Tua. Um, I don't know. He didn't give anything up of value this trade. If if Waddle works out, lottery ticket. If not, what is it really going to cost him? Yeah. Kadarius Tony. And I end up with stupid Tony. Oh, <laughs> gross. Um, that concluded round one. And moving on to round two, let's go a little bit quicker through this. Mm-hmm. Um, Rick took Rondell Moore, who, as mentioned earlier, I just don't love at all. Uh, I don't like drafting receivers who are shorter than six feet. Personally, there's this track record for success is so low, despite him being in Arizona. Um, that part was attractive and I like it for similar to reasons you like it for two. I do like it for t- Kyler, but I just don't like more. And when watching his tape, he just, nothing really popped out to me. He's, he reminded me so much of Jalen Rager who had a good first freshman, sophomore year of college and then disappeared. And, um, that, I don't like the pick for, for Rick personally. I think you should have went Bateman or uh, sermon. He did him in with those Steve Smith cops. That's not fair to that guy. Mm. Seems interesting. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, I, I mean, it'll be interesting seeing a five-seven quarterback throwing to a five-seven wide receiver. <laughs> I just want to see how that works out. Yeah, it's going to look like punt, pass, kick out there. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Richard Bateman, who I trade up for for two point mm. two. I, uh, I I moved. I 
I went from 2.5 to 2.2, picked up another second next year, and I got rid of Mark Andrews, which I wouldn't have. I would have kept Mark Andrews, but Kyle Pitts, because I card him, I need to move him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want any part of the Baltimore offense unless it's J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. Yeah. Baltimore receivers, not great. If that offense turns out to hum and it, we were wrong, then I'll pay the premium later for one of those guys if I need to because yeah. nobody will trust that it's going to continue anyway. So they're mm-hmm. never going to be hard to acquire if I want to get them down the line. Right. I, I, their value is it's so fleeting, right? Because if they do, if Bateman comes out strong and has a good, has a good couple of weeks. Are you going to believe, let's just say like, I mean, Marquise Brown, I think in week one of last year, he had, I forget a hundred and something yards on a handful yeah. of catches, probably less I think three that. catches for a yeah. hundred plus yards and a touchdown. Yeah, he ran like one route the entire game. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Look, look at him now. You, people, you couldn't really give him away for, for a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I love Bateman. I, if he went anywhere else, this is probably the worst landing spot for him. Out of any other, is. anywhere he could have gone. It's probably the mm-hmm. worst landing spot. Why Gettleman didn't take him in, in New York. I, I don't know why you pass on Bateman is, is I guess Gettleman, he Gettleman, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I don't yep. know. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Bateman's spot at all. I don't even think that's like, so it's become like a reverse hot take now to say that you don't like Bateman's landing spot because it's easy. Like everyone's piling on, but that's just, we don't have any evidence to support that that's going to be a high. Oh, it's totally true. Octane offense, right? They're going to run through Lamar and the running backs. If anything, this may actually increase Hollywood's value a little bit because he might be freed up to just literally run go routes, which is Mm. essentially all he can do. But yeah, it's not great. Bye, bye, bye. This is a classic great move for a professional football team horrible for the fantasy community yep yeah it's I, great for, I hate the landing for spot um i, I for me i kind of trust the player and so, sometimes you see these these pan out where the player is just good and talented and ends up being a a good fantasy receiver regardless of the landing spot and hoping that's the case because i don't like really anyone else in this round and um bateman was was prior to the landing spot of first round value for me. Yeah. I'm not I'm not comping him to AJB, but it's that scenario all over again. He has yeah. to be that good of an athlete to, to be, overcome it. To he has to be that effi- that much more efficient than everybody else like AJB is. Yeah. And yeah, then the only, issue, the only issue is that AGB had Mariota throwing to him, right? When he first came in. Mm. And then then they switched over to Tannehill. Lamar Jackson, yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere for a few years. So he's he just needs to get hurt. Lamar gets hurt. Open it up, baby. Yeah. For Trey Pittsburgh. He's still over there? Yeah, I think so. Pop gun arm. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, Muldoon took Elijah Moore, his guy, from Loves the beginning. Him. Loves him. Good for Muldoon. I'm happy for him. Um, he Muldoon said I was taking Bateman or Moore, whoever he left me. So I'm happy with Bateman. Moore is too small for my liking. So good for Muldoon. Yeah, I mean, I like more in New York. I think it's, I, I think this will probably lead the Jets to to cutting Crowder. I think they can, I think so. Yeah, like ten million or something like that if they cut Crowder. So I think Crowder would probably go land somewhere else. 
which is good for my fantasy team. Uh, selfishly, because <laughs> Crowder's a good player, he just needs to go. But I think more. I think more. Um, hey, listen, he got the uh, the OBJ support earlier. He today. did. I saw that. I yeah, saw Muldoon that. was celebrating that, but I don't know if he understands that that could be a bad thing. <laughs> OBJ is a QB killer, and uh, mm-hmm. Zach Wilson's not a QB, so could be tough for tough for sledding for Elijah Moore. He's got yeah, Tom's heart. I like though. more as a player. I like more as a player. Um, yeah, so same. I hope he does well. Yeah, he can play. He definitely can play. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, yep. And then uh, Craig took, who's one of your favorite picks, Trey Sermon. That's great value there. In the fourth round. Or that's right, the fourth pick in the second round. Um, Matt, talk about him a little bit. Why do you like him there? I don't. <clears throat> so if you just factor in what we know about Shanahan's offense and what he likes to do, factor in he's made relevant guys like Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert. These are not like Mostert's quick. He's a one cut guy. Like these aren't crazy talented. Yeah. Brita. These aren't crazy talented backs. And I actually do think this is a perfect marriage of landing spot and sermon's good. Sermon was much better last year for Ohio state when they got him involved in the offense. He's not the kind of guy that you can give five carries to, and then take a couple downs or a couple drives off and then go back to him. Like you have to keep him in the offense. Kind of like, Derrick Henry in that way. Like you, you, you have to keep him involved. It just happens to be how he is, but how is he not at worst a mid to high end RB two by default is I can't find any reason how he doesn't get to that point. Yeah. I think he's, he has a safe floor for sure. Um, I just don't like him as a player. I watched all of his games and I compared him with like other running backs and I just, didn't like him. To me, it just feels like an average back. Um, loved the landing spot, though. San Francisco just delivers on these incredible running backs. So that's the only pro for me. Yeah. Um, it's not a strong running team. back. It's not a strong running back class either, though, right? I mean, no, it's not. Yeah, it's, it, very it's not. Weak. So when you're you're having to pick from the bottom of the barrel on some level, um, Sermon, yeah, I don't know. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. it like to Maddie's point, when you got – Mostert and you got Brita and you got Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson. I mean, Mostert's 29 years old or something. Yeah. Yeah. He's old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's yep. going to, you know, he's going to Frank Goris soon if he keeps doing this, but yep. I don't know. I, I don't mind it. These guys in San Francisco, it's run, play hard, get hurt. Next guy up, run, play hard, get hurt. Next guy up. And so mm-hmm. I think Sermon gets a shot sooner than later. Yeah. Yep. He's going to be, he's going to have a safe floor for sure. Um, then D bland. Uh, took Amon Rice Brown, who did not see that coming. I was like, I can get this guy 2.7. I'm pumped. No one's gonna, no one's gonna draft this guy. He's one of my favorite receivers in tier two, and they sniped me. I'll be honest. What a great pick. I like the pick for them too. I think, like we talked, we touched on it earlier. He legit could step in and be the wide receiver one. You got Hawkinson there, who will compete for targets. Of course, he will be the target leader. Um, I don't love who's throwing him the ball. Not a big golf fan. Don't think he can really throw the ball very well, but uh, St. Brown, I mean, it's probably, it's probably the best, best landing spot for him. I think any, any wide receiver that went to Detroit, their value, I think immediately goes up just because of the void of talent at wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, They they need to throw it to somebody. I'm a little bit guilty about of doing this and like not valuing volume enough because the person it's coming from is like not going to have the upside that I'm like, you get trapped looking for upside and you value it over volume, but he's a volume guy. 
they're also going to run a lot of that offense through Swift and Jamal Williams. Oh yeah. They didn't give Jamal Williams. No, they, they gave him solid money. Like he's there. It's going to be like a 70, 30 split. And I think they're going to see a lot of targets out of the backfield because both of those guys are really strong pass catchers. So I don't think no matter what, like St. Brown is a great play. Like all, what do they have there? Perriman, Tyrell Williams, Cephas, like Hawkinson is the only other guy. So, but I don't think he's got like, any more than wide receiver three upside either. He's just very safe. Yeah, safe guy you can plug in for injuries. Uh I, I like him a lot. He he um I think he's gonna be a good good receiver and good landing spot. And then this next pick, Jesse, this is uh what your first pick, right? Yes. What a pick it was. First and pick. uh I was driving home from Jacksonville to Port Orange, which is about an hour drive for those who don't know. And I was just texting you, texting you, texting you, trying to get up to this pick because this was a tear break for me. And uh, you, you held firm. You got your guy. And I love this pick for you. Yeah. I mean, again, it's another example of a guy that went to a team where the landing spot wasn't great. Um, but I like him in care. I, I, at the end of the day, I don't mind him in Carolina. He, he could be a touchdown magnet. We saw anyone who's owned DJ Moore in the past sees he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. He's kind of he's kind of frustrating with with finding the end zone. Robbie Williams had a really solid year last year in Carolina, but I think he takes a hit here. Uh, and I think Anderson, Marshall, Robbie Anderson, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Robbie Anderson. Thinking about the British singer Robbie Williams. <laughs> nice, nice dude. Like that, <laughs> uh, but I think Robbie Anderson takes a hit here, and I think that um, Marshall has a chance to be the wide receiver two there from the from the start, and you get him back there with uh, Joe Brady, and who knows? If yeah. if I may briefly yeah, here, over just a quick aside, sure. just to validate what my Bromano had just said there. So I'm going to ask you guys a couple of quick questions. I will yeah. answer them for you as well to speed this up. Um, <laughs> most red zone touchdowns since 2019 in college. How many do you think Terrace Marshall had, and where do you think that ranked him of all wide receivers? In Red zone the touchdowns mm-hmm. last year. Yep. No, with since 2019. So essentially, oh, since 2019. Yeah, kind of like a, a mixed bag there, but eight, fifteen. He was oh third in the God. country, oh ahead of Pitt, ahead of Pitts, ahead of everybody but Devonta Smith and um, Darden from North Texas. So now that you know that. Did you know that the Panthers tied for the fewest touchdowns on end zone red uh, on end zone targets last year? So not red zone, end zone targets. Oh God! And on LSU's 2019 offense with Joe Brady, Terrace Marshall was his preferred red zone weapon. Matty P. He had more touchdowns than Chase, despite fewer red zone targets. So I don't, I don't think the landing spot is bad here. I think it's actually perfect. It's the best spot he could have landed. I considered him at one nine if I didn't already tell myself i had to take mac jones oh uh, fucker hold on I'm, just i'm logging in right now real quick to put someone on the trade block here thank you yeah pop them up there. <laughs> you know what i just realized that the and going back to i got bad value at 1.12 jesse i offered this same trade to you that i got for 1.12 and you said no so i could have taken terrence marshall at 1.12 and been happy um, because I end up, I offered you 2.7 and 3.1 for the pick, and you said hell no. <laughs> so, <laughs> God, this this was myself. It was the end of the tier for me too. I yeah, was I was I eyeing Marshall wrong. as the second round was unfolding. I said, you know what? I'll be happy if he comes to me at two six. 
And so I wasn't, I wasn't going to move out of there. Yeah. Good pick. He was my, he was the end of my tier as well. Um, then I had to take Kadarius Tony, who we all, us three joked, we're like some moron's going to take him in round two. And of course that moron was me. <laughs> that was your final sworn, punishment for the, that for was the terrorism. A, I could have sworn uh, somebody was going to take him ahead of me and I was going to get Ahmad Rice, say Brown or Terrace Marshall and didn't get either. People are becoming too wise. Mm. And I got stuck with Tony, who I just don't love. God, I'm going to trade him as quickly as I can. Well, the good thing for you is if you're trying to find any sort of upside here is he's a first round draft mm-hmm. capital that you took mm-hmm. at 2.7. So, I mean, who else are you going to take there? That buoys his value a little bit for a little while. Right. And if he's ever going to be good, it's going to be probably in year one where they're trying to figure out what to do with him and how to make yeah. him the gadget player that he is. Um, and then you trade him, you get rid of him immediately. Yeah. If I could get, I'm going to trade him as quickly as I can. I don't love the player. I'll be, I hate fucking Tony. It's going to make this so much, so much more fun when whoever trades for him, because we're going to need to troll that person. (laughs) Apparently you didn't listen to episode 13. (laughs) You You missed the highest rated episode of the year. (sighs) And then um, D bland took Michael Carter, which was slid right in Tony, I guess. And Carter were, were, somewhat in tier two, maybe more tier three for me. Um, and I love that pick for them. What a, what a great selection going to the Jets. Who's going to get mm-hmm. what you think over 50% of the workload you'd imagine. Yeah, he's got to. Uh, Tevin Coleman can't stay healthy. Yeah. P. Ryan can't play. Ty Johnson. Pick for them. This is... Matt, you said you would have took him at 2-9? I think if they had not taken him there, my draft would have gone very differently. I was pretty sure I would have, because it was the end of the night. It was the last pick of that night. I had like five minutes on the clock. Yeah. And Jesse was like, are you making a pick or you're not? And I truly didn't know what to do. And then once they took Carter, I didn't have anybody that I really wanted. And so I just sat on it. And then I think I offered nudes that deal at night and he accepted it like right away. Well, wow. And then that made my decision easier because I had no idea who I wanted. So I'll just move it out a year. That was it. But I would have taken him. Yeah. This this will definitely be something that I will watch closely over the next couple of years because I had to wait and I moved it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did? Um, Do you remember what, what it was for? Yeah, it was for um, 212, um, 212, 4, 2, and I think 5, 2, something like that. Oh, so, I had you. I had that as uh, 210 when I looked back at the records. No, it was 28. It was 28? I had 28 yep. here. Yep. Oh, wow. And, yep. And so I you sat. Got Parson, Quiddy Pay, and Hunter Long. Yeah. And so I sat on this, and I thought about Carter, but I, I again, I go back to it's a weak RB class. I feel pretty confident in my RBs right now, and maybe that's going against what you should do in fantasy draft best player available versus draft for need. Um, but I don't. I didn't love Carter. I, I. I don't. I don't like him. I don't care for him. He's in a good spot. He's going to see the ball. Um, but I'm just not a. I'm just not a Carter fan. And so, it'll be interesting to see, uh, because maybe he's someone I could have had, and I. And I gave him up. Did you know they were going to take Carter when you traded it? Uh, it, it wasn't communicated, but I you... felt like he would be the guy taken. Because again, going back to the tier break, that's the very end of the tier. Yeah, he was the last you guy. Making, you start if taking not, 
shots. If not him, then it would have been Matt. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I had it in, you know, in the draft is hindsight, right? I had a plan of what I was going to do with 212. And so I felt good passing up 28 to do what I was going to do at 212. And that didn't end up happening. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, 2 9, Nudes, as you mentioned, Matt traded up for Kyle Trask. And mm-hmm. he, you, you got back a 2022 20, second. And then Deion Jones, which is thrown in, who's <laughs> not a throw in. <laughs> He's a fucking oh. great linebacker. Well, to uh, news he was. It's probably to important to I like too that this is obviously we've spoken about IDPs this entire time, but yeah, these IDPs score points. They play a factor, and we designed it that way. We didn't want them yeah. to throw ins. We wanted them to to be guys that you would consider trading for and have an impact. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So Deion Jones is not a throw in. So you, Matt, you said you sent this offer to him. I didn't have the wherewithal to make a pick so i sat on it and we paused the clock and right after we paused the clock i was thinking to myself i don't have anybody i want here i've got the night to figure out how to get out of this pick and find some value i honestly do not i'm looking at the draft board right now there's not one name in the next 10 after that pick where i was like yeah i would have taken them i just didn't want any of them so yeah i've think i fired off an offer to nudes and i don't know if i made it much further and i think i might have been digging around and that one was accepted and then i went to bed amazing yeah, like, yeah, that was right. nice and the deal's done nudes nudes tucked me in he put me he, he tucked me in he put me to sleep <laughs> he's the best uh, yeah and we talked about this earlier you sure took mod over him who went next at 210 for craig yep um real nice making your craig. point good draft by craig mm-hmm and then uh, Pat Fire, how do you say his name? Firemuth. 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 He's a tight end. He's a tight end. We don't take tight ends in the second round. Moving on. God, what a bad pick. Awful. Just I, a truly terrible pick. And uh, <laughs> Jesse, you rounded out with Micah Parsons. Yeah. And I'll tell you, Hoove, I thought you were going to take him at 3 1. Um, and there were two linebackers that I wanted in this draft. I wanted to restock. I mean, I have a pretty good linebacking core as it is, but. I really yeah. wanted to to mm-hmm. get an advantage at this position. So I wanted Parsons. He's got the draft capital. He's a Dallas linebacker. Those guys rack up, rack up tackles. Um, I think mm-hmm. he's gonna be, I think he's gonna be a monster. And I thought you might be taking him at 3-1. So I was hoping to snipe you, which in turn I don't think you were, but this is who I wanted. I got him. I was happy with it. Who was the other linebacker you liked? Was it the guy you got later? John yeah. Davis. Davis for yeah, he was my number one. I would have I I thought about taking him a few spots. I never ended up keeping those picks, but he was my guy that I wanted. I just think his fit. It's a good fit on that defense. That's who Rick sure took at three, two, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Rick Rick likes Zabin a lot. I mean, he's a monster. The guy's a monster. He's huge. Mm -hmm. I just think, I think Zabin's kind of guy that you're going to have to wait at least a year to get. There's guys on that. Because there's the Vondre Campbell. They have um, Simmons, who they took last year. Simmons is a linebacker. He really, he is like, they yeah. just don't like, there's only, you can only, I, I think, I mean, it's somebody we're even missing too. Like, it's just not a lot of tackles to go around out there. I don't think. But I think, it, no. I think that'll pay off in a year or so. I just, maybe not right away. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We'll have to see. Um, Jesse, who was your favorite pick in round two? Uh, overall in round two. Um, <laughs> I mean, for me, two to your own horn. No, no, I won't say. I'm not gonna say Marshall. I'm I'm happy that I got Marshall, um, but I'd say my favorite pick overall here is probably 
probably the Mond pick. And again, I just think, I think, I think for a team that is in full rebuild mode, you have to take shots on guys that could be difference makers. Now, do I think Mond's going to translate to an excellent NFL quarterback? Probably not, but he's got those kind of added beneficiary tools that you want in a, in a, in a Konami style quarterback. So I liked him at 210. And also I planned on taking him at 212. If I, if he was there at 212, I was taking him. That would have been great value. So I have to like that. Matt, who's your favorite pick in round two? Mine's still Marshall easily for all the reasons I mentioned before. And he's just, he's one of those guys that came in. He kind of has that vibe of a guy who comes in with like just enough questions around him. And he was also overshadowed in his own team. And it's like, it's always easier to doubt those guys, but I mean, he was a number one overall recruit. Like he clearly can play. He went to the place where if you want to come out of the, of the college ranks and make yourself into a pro receiver, it's at LSU. So yeah, I think he's just really good. And I, like I said before, I love that landing spot. It's perfect. Like <clears throat> DJ Moore obviously is going to soak up targets. Robbie Anderson shouldn't actually scare anybody though. Like he doesn't do anything exceptionally well. He's replaceable. And I think Marshall can run a lot of different routes. And I think he's going to score a ton of touchdowns. He could have a Claypool season from last year is how I could mm. see that playing out for him. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Uh, my, my favorite was Marshall as well. I love this pick for you, Jesse. I, Sure took him at 112. Give him a gold star uh, overall. for those gold things. Star. Do-do-do. <laughs> we'll give it to you. <laughs> we still it. have some. Yeah, I love this pick for you. Uh, God, I'm my and I'll go through um worst pick and I'll ask you guys really quick. Uh, my my least favorite pick is Tony, who is the first guy in, in tier three for me. Didn't think I'd get him there and I end up with him. So I'm pretty annoyed in league if you're listening. Send offers. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt, who was your who what was your least favorite pick here? It's Frymouth easily. You just don't like tight ends take multiple years to marinate. He's in an offense where he's just not going to get that many looks to be consistent. You can just get those guys for free later. Yeah, it, you just you don't spend, and I don't even think he gave up that much. Like I guess if you don't take him, honestly, I would have liked to. I would have liked to have seen him take like Davis or at least take a home run shot on Davis Mills. Like take somebody with Davis in their name. Probably better than that pick. <laughs> well, this le- this this draft had um one tight end really. Um, yep. it was one of the weaker tight end classes in to record. Three tight ends went in our league, and he was the uh he went at two eleven. Jesse, who was your least favorite pick in round two? Uh, if if Tony didn't have first round draft capital, it would be Tony. But for me, it's Trask. Uh, mm. it's a guy who I don't even know if can play. That's playing behind a guy who is the best to ever do it and doesn't plan on stopping anytime soon. So we saw how it worked out for Jared Stidham, Jimmy Garoppolo, name any other quarterback in the last whatever years that played behind Brady. I know he's older, but right. I don't know. I don't, I don't really see a path uh, for Trask anytime soon. And if you're taking a quarterback there again, not to be, continue harping on this, but I think Mon's <laughs> the guy you take there. Not Trask. Take a guy that can move. Take a guy that might like Jalen Hurts completed like 22 percent of his passes last year and he was the he was a top 10 fantasy qb four weeks in a row i think just running just running the ball and getting in the end zone so if you're gonna throw that dart you gotta throw it at a guy who can move and trask cannot move he is immobile yeah i wanna i wanna at a high level just talk about round three not go pick by pick yeah but just um go through it really quick um 
we had a little run on linebackers after Parsons went. I took my my guy Jeremiah Asua. Why well, I, I cannot say his name. Never will be able to. Kamara, the Girl. linebacker out of Cleveland, <laughs> who I love. I, I when I think of like um, San Francisco being good for running backs, I think Cleveland good for linebackers. Aside from last year, uh, love this pick for them. Love athletic linebackers, and this was he was always going to be my number one linebacker who went to Cleveland. Um, but Micah Parsons, I think, is is right there with him at that top tier for linebackers. And then uh, Zayvon Collins went next. Davis Mills, the quarterback, went. Kenneth Gainwell, Nico Collins, um, Jamin Davis, great pick. Trevin Morig, Tutu Atwell, Amari Rogers, Chuba Hubbard, Ian Book, J.C. Horn. Um, Matt, who's your favorite pick in this round? Man, I've got two favorite picks in this round. Okay. And they're both late. Um, I like that John and Davis pick. I, I think that's right where he should have gone. So that's perfectly fine. I like that. So the Amari Rogers pick by cap at three, nine is like a pretty, pretty massive risk reward. If he, I mean, he plays, he fits the Randall Cobb role that Aaron Rodgers has been known to favor. If he stays there, who knows? There's a lot of stuff going on, but Mm-hmm. To get a guy that late who could potentially be in the slot for Rodgers and return wide receiver three value, that's pretty big. Like that's that's the kind of like the Gabe Davis route. And those guys have value. So I mean, that, that's you, my favorite pick. As you guys know, I watched a lot of Clemson games last mm-hmm. year, having some vested interest. And Amari Rodgers kind of came out of nowhere. And he's he's built, man. He's he's a big receiver who's shorter, but he's gonna be able to take some punishment over the middle and Green Bay needs a slot guy, and I, I like this pick a lot for them. He kind of reminds me of a, a better Ty Montgomery, um, and I think Rodgers was a, a great pick as well. He he ended up being my favorite pick in this this round, um, as well as guys. Davis. Please, I mean, I think honestly, you're, you're embarrassing. Hey, here. hey listen, this is just <laughs> raw, unfiltered facts. <laughs> yeah, Speaking of which, know, can I go back and revise my worst draft grade? Because now that I'm looking at this a little bit more, and he's going to be so upset. I think, what did Labrie do? What was Labrie's plan out here? I can't believe I missed how bad his draft was. I didn't notice it until the prior move pick. Well, he got Waddle. He traded up for Waddle. He sure, but everything from there was wrong. It was bad. God bless him. Bless Labrie. He's gonna uh, Jesse, He's who's, so your, who's your favorite pick in this round? Hard not to do uh, you. I mean, you, you, you clearly dominated this round. I mean, I, I like this round for me. I think I had a you know, for what you can do in third rounds, I was very happy to grab a, a wide receiver in Rodgers who we'll see what happens in the Green Bay situation, but I think taking a shot on him there. Um, and I love the linebacker. He was my second ranked linebacker behind Parsons. So I'm surprised but, he didn't take him at three, two. You must have felt confident that Rick was going to take him. Yeah, I, I, I traded back. Um, you, you got three, six, and then you got a 2022 fourth. Yeah, and I, I felt I felt good enough. There were a couple guys on the board that, from a linebacker standpoint, that I would have been okay taking. Um, I really wanted Davis, but I felt I felt like he might fall. I, I think he's not under the radar, but he's not. He wasn't. Everyone talked about Collins. Everyone yeah. talked about Parsons. Everyone talked about your dude that went to Cleveland, whose name I won't try to pronounce. Um, don't so yeah <laughs> i felt okay i think the pick that i liked the most here though was uh i liked the collins pick by noodles 
Um, I know he doesn't have a yeah, quarterback. Yeah, good pick. Yep, great pick. Back right now, but this guy, he's a complete athlete. And if he can, if, if like you said earlier, whoever said earlier, if Watson was his quarterback, he goes in the second round probably. Um, yep. So to get him halfway through the third, take a guy who could be an impact player if things work out, I think it's it's a great pick. And Matt, I think you traded that pick for a 2023 second. In this draft, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You and Nudes just. Look at you. Why nice. do Noodles keep coming back to trade with you? Oh, my God. Wait, he gave me a 2023 second for that pick? I don't even remember doing that deal. Well, that's what I recall. Maybe I'm. That's fantastic. I got to cut Nudes. I got to cut him a check. You would think you got to cut him off. You would think after the Drake <laughs> Swift trade that he would just stop I, entertaining offers with you. I would like to be very clear on one thing, though. A lot okay. of those trades were sent from Noodle's desk to mine. They were not solicited. They just appeared. And I'm a guy who loves value. All right. And yeah, if I see some value show up in my inbox, <laughs> I'm going to smash that value. What are you thinking, Nudes? Nudes, what are you thinking? Don't I'm answer him, Nudes. It. Don't answer. Stop trading with MP. Uh, Jesse, who is your least favorite pick in this this round? I, I think uh, I know it, and my guess is. I mean, who? I'm I, I'd, I'd probably go back to Noodles with JC oh. Horn. Um, <laughs> He's gonna be dropped in a week. <laughs> is he dropped yet? Is he still rostered? Honestly, Unbeknownst to Nudes, yeah. So yeah, I mean, win loss here, Nudes. Win loss. Uh, Matt, even who's Steven. your least favorite pick in this round? Uh, Mo taking a, a safety who Morig, who I don't even think, and this he is like a classic free, Vegas. Plays this free is like, safety, yeah. You don't but want this free is safety like, safeties, no, definitely not. You need guys in the box making tackles, so there's a lot of yeah, it's just not with Rogers and Hubbard still on the board. I think both of those guys were better value there, but yeah, yeah. that's a tough one. Uh, oh, he had back-to-back picks. He did. Yeah, yeah. My you loser was. Know how many? Um, how many draft picks the Raiders had? In no, how many they this, have in this draft? Um, oh. so they had they had five in total. Yeah. Oh my god! What a you bad know how many team. Safeties they took. Three. Three. They took three safeties. Outrageous! <laughs> Outrageous! Took, Mal malpractice. And they, written, they took Jonathan Abrams a couple years ago. God. You yeah. didn't work out. They've taken three or four safeties in the last few years. They took three this draft alone. It's not Bless a good them. vibe for safety. Mike Mayock and John Gruden Thanks. should be arrested for what they've done to that team. <laughs> hey, go they back. only have like 17 more years to go on that country. <laughs> <laughs> My least favorite pick in round three is Ian Book, who Tom took um, mo nice. mostly because he traded up for him. So he gave away. 5.9, which was nothing, um, but a 2022 third to Whispers. Not nothing. Not nothing. Which is not nothing because he traded a 3.11, and it's likely that that third's going to be better. And then you took Ian Book, who's a really, really bad quarterback. He was a bad draft pick. Yep. And uh, don't love Tom's, him. Tom's J.C. Horn, also. Notre Dame bias. Get him in there. He loves Notre Dame. He can't help himself. Yeah. He only uh, had one pick this entire draft, and that was his pick. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, he, he kind of disqualified for the loser of the draft because he stayed under the radar just, just far enough. Yeah. Um, I wanted it before we head out. I want to hit you guys with a couple fun facts. Okay. Um, 
Who do you think had the most picks this draft? <laughs> that would be me. You were so close. You had nine. I had 12. Oh, I, man. There, there was a point own. There was a point at the end of the draft where I was texting with Jesse, and he was just like, I'm just grabbing picks. He's like, I'm just getting as many picks yeah. as I can. I want them all. I want every I one was, of them. I was driving. What happened? Why do you, why'd you get so many picks, and how'd you do that? You I, had some darts? So, I had so many fifth rounders just from trades <laughs> earlier in the year, and my plan was – I guess I didn't really have a plan. People would just throw in fifth round picks and I was like, sure. And then I was like, I'm going to do the anti Hoover. I'm going yeah. to try to own the entire fifth round. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jack Alton Hyde. Yeah. And I ended up getting like six of them or something. You came damn close. Yeah. I think you had six but or five. And one, two, three, four, five. I had five. I traded, I traded five. one out. You traded. Yeah. I got, I traded a fourth and a fifth for. Yeah. Power. five five priority free agents that's how i look at it guys you didn't have to compete with anybody to get on waivers after the draft i mean People, that's the way i looked at it i took phillips uh at dl who i wanted um uh-huh. and so i was happy with that i took a mm-hmm. shot in the dark on i mean i had to take captain america i took a shot in the dark on him you know we'll mm-hmm. see he, Good listen, he's gonna probably back up mixon maybe yep. or yep he's been banged up Captain chance. America, you guys talk about Chris Evans. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He has a chance to back up Nixon. And hey, you know, I'll take him in the fifth as a why not? What the hell? Right? Yeah. That's the exact hey, same reason I took Dokes. Yeah. Jesse, would you have taken Powell if if I didn't? Or did I just give you a fourth for nothing? Because if um, you recall, he, I what was he, the trade? Five, so he went 5 11, the second to last pick. And I yeah. just checked in. I was like, how is he not taken yet? He's my guy. So I gave you a fourth to, to, to acquire him. Oh, yeah. I wasn't taking him. Yeah. God damn it. I could have got him in free agency. Yeah. Yeah. He was wasn't on my radar. I wasn't picking him up. I was. All right. I was taking Jamar Jefferson, though. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Good pick. Love that pick. Uh, Mr. Relevant. Yeah. Mr. Irrelevant. Exactly. But again, these guys probably. <laughs> yeah. 5% of them pan out, but. Tops. I've got now one, two, three, four, 20, 35% chance they work. That's how it works, right? Yeah. That, 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 that math checks that out. Math checks. Thank yeah, you, Matt. Yep. <laughs> yep. Crunch the numbers again. Run through the system. Crunch them. <laughs> another, another fun Crunch. fact 16 trades happened during the draft. Wow. That's it? 16. That's a good amount. That's a good yeah. amount. I love yeah, that. that. Is a lot. How many? You, you three two. per round, give or take. Yeah. 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 We were active out there. Moving and checking. No one's ever gonna check this draft or this league for for not being active no. enough. That's oh yeah. If, and if so, are, you just don't exist in the league active. anymore. You find your way out. Um, and then to go over some p- most drafted positions, and we'll we'll f- finish off with this. Eighteen receivers taken, uh, thirteen okay. running backs, which was surprising to me. Wow. Eleven quarterbacks taken. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking eleven. <laughs> Wasn't it like five the year before or six or something? I'll, yeah, I'll look while you go. There, I think part of it is we extended the round, but there are some players, Jamie Newman, um, Sam Ellinger. I mentioned Ian Book. I mean, wow. And plus, there was so many. There was five at the top. Uh, three tight ends taken, and then on defense, five linebackers, which is incredibly weak. Three defensive backs, two of them being corners. And then seven defense alignment. Yep. Wow. Seven. Yep. Seven. Who? 
this wasn't even a, like a great edge deal. It's no, just no, leverage. No. People trying to find leverage. Everybody's trying to get to whatever that next position is where if you own a bunch of them, you can trade them for more capital. Wrong spot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, guys, thanks for joining. That was a ton of fun. You have any last minute thoughts? Oh, that was a blast. Yeah. I, yeah, it was a great time. I'm so happy that you have been removed from your position of power. Mm-hmm. You can no longer <laughs> yep. hold our league hostage. The 2022 draft will be so much more fun, especially in the first round, yep. because so many people will have an opportunity to do things versus waiting for you. Yeah. You almost ruined Christmas, Chris. You tried. Oh. You tried your hardest. Let okay. me say that, um, and I'll, I'll finish off with this. This draft was kind of boring to me because I kind of I knew what would happen. And I was like, there's no excitement. There's no mystery. Yeah. It was just like, all right, I already know who I'm taking. Move on. And uh, I, I'm excited for an exciting draft next year. I only yeah, own it's going to be good. Next year's draft. So really? we're on our way. Get those draft boards ready. <sighs> Get them started. Awesome. It's time. All right, Hoop. This well, is a blast. Thanks for having us, man. Of course. Thank you so much for joining. 